To wine, spirit, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica, and this is Shauna, and we are your high priestess for this evening. Yes, indeed. How you been, Monica? It's been a rough week, to be honest with you. I'm glad it's kind of over, coming to an end, and looking forward to a new week of goodness and happiness and all good things, not negative things. It was been a pretty shitty week, to be honest with you. Get all the shittiness out now, so you can enjoy the rest of the month, right? That's right. That's right. Get it all done now. Sure. Yeah, especially with the holidays coming, like it's gonna get hectic and stuff. So like, just just put it out there that you got all of like, all of the shittiness out now. Right. Yeah, I think I, I can't get any shittier. Put it that way. <laughs> I can't get. Why any are you even like tempting the universe? You should take that back right now. Like, I think you need to like spit on something, right? That's what you do when poo, you're. T- there poo, we go. Poo. There you go. All right. Three spits. Yeah. You know what? You have this like elf uh not elf a gnome dude like kicking it behind you and i'm not even being psychic guys like it's an actual like stuffed like plushy gnome thing and i think i've shared my story on here before about how i like pissed off the gnomes and now i'm scared of them and i feel like that little fucker is staring at me this is gonna be a very uncomfortable hour for me yes (laughs) well i can turn him around if you want me to but then he'll probably get really pissed i know i think i need to do something to like atone for my gnome sins yeah, like apologize so. yeah I think yeah so too. It, it might be coming to that but for now i'll just keep up my unhealthy phobia of them i just suppose don't look over there i'll try i'll try he's <laughs> looking at me though you yeah, know i got it i got it so what are you drinking well actually i was drinking baileys for the last couple of hours i'm a little buzzed and now i'm going to resort to water because my body needs water I am so proud of you. And not only are you resulting, resulting, resorting to water, but you even have a reusable water bottle now. Look at that shit. I know. And it keeps my my water cold. That's why I like it. It was one of my birthday presents, and I really like it a lot. Well, I love it. And you're being healthy and eco-friendly. And I'm sure your body is happy with you. The earth is happy with you. Yes, indeed. There we go. All right. I am not being healthy or ego-friendly um, at all, dude. It's my day off. I changed out of my pajamas to put on a new set of pajamas. All right. I had Taco Bell for dinner on the way here. Fucking uh, delicious. Uh, okay, okay. Taco Bell is my jam. I love Taco Bell. I know Bell. you do. You do like I Taco I don't Bell. know why. I wish that I didn't. Everyone gives me this weird look, but I don't give a shit. And now that I've finished my Taco Bell, I am polishing it off with a white claw. Um, I feel like these are like my new like lazy drinks because like I'm I want to try and make more of an effort to get different kinds of wines to drink and stuff like that for the show, but I just was like I'm still in my pajamas. I don't want to stop at an actual store where I have to look like a decent person, so I'm just gonna go to the liquor store and get a white claw. There you go. Yeah, that worked. That worked. So I'm just like feeling the spirit of lazy today. That's what's up. Okay. I like it. I like it too. So. It's December. The holidays are here. There are pretty lights and shit everywhere. Yes, very festive. If you look around, lights are blinking and the weather is a little chilly, right? It's nice. It's nice. Do you feel like you're in the holiday spirit, though? Um, almost. Almost in there. Almost there. I went to a little Christmas show tonight that my daughter was working on. Little teeny tiny, teeny tiny, tiny kids. And they were hysterical. So... Yeah, a little spirit kind of jumped into me, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think I I got really excited and kind of felt the holiday spirit, like, right around Thanksgiving. Because it's around, like, after Thanksgiving dinner that I start thinking about what I want to do, like, 
to decorate. And my Christmas tree came. I got a black Christmas tree. You did? Yes, I ordered a black Christmas tree, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm pretty stoked that I will be able to have that for a couple years. I thought, now see, I would think that you would get a fresh new, fresh tree, not a, a, a fake tree. You know, I've done so many, di- I've, I love fresh trees, I love real trees, so I've done that a couple years. One year we took my husband's drum set and we stacked it so it was in the shape of a tree, and we put Christmas ornaments and lights and stuff on that. Last year, I just didn't want to be bothered with having to move anything around the house to make room for stuff. So I actually have um, I have a coffin bookshelf that's also a dance prop. And it actually has a door that closes and everything. So instead of a Christmas tree last year, we had a Christmas coffin. And I just taped all the <laughs> ornaments and lights to it. Nice. But this year, I'm like, okay, we were thinking about doing the drums again. And I just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about getting an actual tree. But someone mentioned a black tree. And initially, I really wanted a pink one. But yeah. my husband's a jerk, and he said no. Oh, sorry. I know. Mm. I know. So we got a black one. But I do have a little pink tree. That one's actually going to go um, at work. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So that yeah, I did see that the other day. You yep. did show me that. So I, I do have a pink Christmas tree, too. So I've satisfied all of my itchings for now. And now that I've, I have the fake tree, which I know is, you know, the big argument about which is more eco-friendly, the, the real tree or the fake tree. And so I was, like, trying to look it up, and I was very, like challenged oh. on which one I wanted but I, I opted for a fake tree this time because it's reusable and a lot of people seem like they make theirs last about 10 years oh. which is pretty nifty you know yeah so we yeah. shall see okay I can't wait to see it yeah so that's I'm I'm slowly getting there I'm having a holiday party I'm hosting a couple different holiday-ish things at my house this year so I'm hoping that that kind of puts the Christmas spirit there for me or the holiday spirit I want to I want to get festive yeah yeah yeah, you know, when there's kids around, there's always spirit around the holidays. That's for sure. You know, people keep making all these weird kid comments to me this week. It's making me a little concerned. Uh-oh. So, well, I'll but. just live vicariously <laughs> through my sister-in-law and my cousin with their kids. Okay. Like, it's fine. It's Sounds fine. good. So, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. It's the Christmas season, which means it's witch Christmas, which means it's fucking Yule. It's Saturnalia. It's all sorts of stuff. Winter solstice. So there's all sorts of reasons to get together and drink and have sex and kill things, because everything that I have found while trying to research the history of it is that's what you do in December, is you get drunk, you fuck, and you kill stuff. (laughs) It doesn't seem very what do you mean, parallel. What do you mean kill stuff? What are you talking about? Yeah, there's like, okay, so Saturnalia, there's sacrifices with Saturnalia, but there's also sacrifices with Yule. I was like looking up, going back further in history, um, and it really just kind of depends on which which country you're looking at. But a lot of people, because you know, it's like the 12 days of Christmas, it was the 12 days of Yule, and people would like stop working for 12 days and you would collect like enough food to feast and last you through the 12 days and you would go to a temple and people would bring their livestock even like their horses and shit and they'd all be sacrificed oh my god okay and like you would collect the blood and you'd stick like these like sticks in there to like make like a weird like blood is spurged kind of thing oh my so not exactly what i thought when i was thinking holiday spirit but you know i mean if you want to be brutal that's that's how it's done wow you get drunk you feast you fuck you kill oh god well, I won't be doing any, <laughs> mostly none of those, <laughs> to be honest with you. I might be feasting and drinking, but I'm not going to be killing anything, that's for sure. I mean, I was going to say maybe a bug, but I'm like, let's be real. I don't even do that. Most bugs I let go. When there is a bug that I think like should be stepped on, I have such a phobia, I can't even do it. I make 
I make someone else do it for yeah. me. I can't yeah. hang. Yeah, got it. So before I start getting more into the blood and guts and doom of the holidays, let's talk about some of the more like lighter, nice. Okay. St- no, traditionally it's feasting and fucking and killing. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, the other side of, of the traditions. Right, right. So let, let's talk about Yule for a second. I think a lot of people, they, they hear the word, you know, even in like Christmas carols and stuff, you hear about like the Yule tide greetings. You hear people complain about how witches, um, I actually thought this was funny and not complain. They, someone was like, you never hear pagans complain or witches complain about it being happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. Why? Because we're not assholes. That's true. It is true. It is true. Um, but like you, you more so now. I think in like social media and in the public eye, I see people talking about the Christmas tree being a pagan tradition and stuff. So it's kind of all circling back. People are learning a little bit more about it. Right. Going back and seeing where it really came from. Right. It mm-hmm. Came from the pagans. It came from the witches. We did it first. We're the original hipsters. We did it before it was cool, guys. That's right. We did it. Yep. That's and it. other We're... religions stole their ideas from us, if you if you know what I mean. Yes, exactly. Well, and a lot of it, what it really, even like with um, Christianity and Catholicism and stuff, a lot of it, what you'll see with a lot of the holidays, the Wheel of the Year, is they're very similar to the traditional Christian holidays that we see. They had to do that, though. They had to do that to get people to convert, to make it easier and more familiar. So that's why we see a lot of the things that we do. It's not because Christianity had its own, you know, reason for it. It was just like, oh, well, we need to make these filthy heathens love Jeebus. This is how we'll do it. Right. So they put their holidays right around our holidays. Exactly. Even the saying, the sun is born. You know, yep. to the pagans, you know, and to the witches, that means the sun is returning, the actual sun. And to the Catholics, it's Jesus, the son who was born, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, because when we have Yule, which is traditionally roughly around the 21st, sometimes it's the 22nd, usually it's the 21st. Right. Um, I always just think it's the 21st. So if it's ever been on the 22nd, I have been a day ahead. Um but it's it's the day of the birth of, of the Holly King. And, like, if you look at Striga, it's it's the birth of Lupercus. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the birth of the sun gods. Right. And it's because right now we haven't actually hit it yet. So we're still moving towards the longest night of the year. Because you'll right. have the longest night. And, and then the longest day and the longest night. Yes. And so once it hits, and then we start moving towards having longer days again, which is yes, why it's the, the birth of the returns. sun. the sun returns. The sun returns. Absolutely. So what are some of your your favorite Yule traditions? Well, my one of my favorite favorite and you can attest for this is our our coven's tradition that we do every year and what we do is we gather really early in the day because we are going to do some cooking magic. Totally cooking magic. So we we have our spirits to drink and our little things to munch on as we cook and it's usually an Italian dish either lasagna or ziti or eggplant or something like that and we all um, put our two cents in and everybody uh, helps out and cooks and chops and and that's part of our Yule uh, dinner that we'll have later on and then at some point of the day we go for a walk and we go gathering and we gather greens and stuff to make wreaths and for the, the Yule log and for the altar and that's also a fun 
uh, thing to do. And you know what? I got to say, I think when we go gathering for like the Yule wreath that we make, I think that's the only time that gathering actually means gathering, going to like public property. <laughs> during the day. Show, during yes. the day. Because usually when you hear Monica talk about gathering, she means that she's being a fucking ninja and she's like skulking around someone's front yard, stealing their plants. At night. Yes, at <laughs> night. But we go during the day. We go to like a park or someplace like kind of like that and everybody gathers their greenery or their pine or whatever we're going to make the the wreath out of and then we sit there and we do that for a while we have some pagan games correct yep and i i kill them every year yeah i think we're going to do something different this year oh shit i gotta start i gotta start studying no (laughs) start studying has it's gonna you'll see and um then we get ready to do our ritual and we have um in our ritual it's kind of mellow you know we we honor the sun returning but we also do a secret instead of a secret santa we call it a secret bafana and i'll get into who bafana is in a little bit if, in case you don't know but so we exchange we pick names um during the last moon ritual and we all buy our secret bafana a present which we give to each other in the ritual and then when after we light the yule log we sing some pagan uh yule um, carols right yeah and then we after all is said and done we feast on the food that we made and it's a very nice gathering day it's a nice day for bonding with the other brothers and sisters in the coven and it's just a nice cozy wonderful day don't you think you know it it really is and i love it because it's very like just like family yes you know it's like you go and because i i'm born and raised in la so i've never had that experience of like going home for the holidays or doing anything like that so i think that the way that our coven celebrates yule is probably the closest that i've gotten to something like that like we hang out all day long it's it's really fun and it's a very light ritual it's not super serious nothing's really intense it's just it's just fun it's light and just cheery um and it's it's really great. It it's is. really it's great. Fun. I learned how to make a wreath from you. I never knew how to make them before. I'm glad that was really fun. Except it's really hilarious too when you like lose your little bundles and you're going, "Where's my bindles? Where's my bindles?" I'm like, "Oh shit, it's a party." Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, making a wreath it is like a really nice traditional way to do it. it. Is. And it really is. I know that you can make wreaths and you can put different plants in them to help invite different energies into your home. Right. Right. I think it's kind of cool because we, I think we managed to get some pretty good, like, holiday-esque plants in there because, you know, we have pine that grows near us, and I think we have holly. And cedar. We yeah. get some cedar going, and um, any kind of berries that are red that are blooming in the season. Pine cones. Pine cones. Pine, like, tiny yeah. pine cones to put on there. Yeah. Um, I actually have a really cool little thing. I can't take credit for this at all. I did not come up with this. It's not my idea. I stole it from Pinterest. I regularly fall down the Pinterest hole and come up like on Pinterest for fucking ever. And then I'll come out with like something really weird and stupid, like how to make your own bath bombs for cleaning your toilet and yeah, dumb shit it. like that. It's very exciting. Um, but there's a, a pine cone Yule spell that you can do. And I actually want to do it this year for our, our Yule with our coven is you get a pine cone. 
And if you want, like, you can, like, put, like, little, like, you know, cedar or whatever you want in it, I guess. But you don't really have to. The whole point is you take little pieces of parchment and you write down your Christmas wishes. Basically, your Yule wish, your wishes for the new year and what you want to see manifested. And you roll them up in little scrolls and you stick them in the pine cone. Uh-huh. And then you use that as your fire starter oh, for your great. Yule fire. That's I thought good. that was really I like cool. That. Yeah, I like that one. That sounds good. So I think that's really sweet. And that's a really easy one to do. And... I know that pine cones, at least around here, grow really easily, but I know yes. that we have listeners in a lot of different cities and a lot of different states and even countries, so I don't know about pine cones there. True, true. Um, I know a lot of grocery stores tend to carry pine cones around the holiday season, right. though. So the I ones would, that smell like cinnamon, they smell really good. Yeah, so I would probably do one of those or maybe find, like, whatever the closest equivalent would be in your area if you want to just kind of go find something that you could like stick little pieces of paper in that would be okay for you to start a fire with and you know not be toxic for you to inhale the fumes like get creative that's cool right right do your little research for your area what's available and then let us know what it is like yeah, what are like, like to hear yeah i want to know what what the equivalent to a pine cone is in your area i think that'd be cool with the yule log I actually had a question about this because I was thinking about it today and for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. You're supposed to save like a piece of your Yule log and burn it in your Beltane fire or save like a piece of your something from Beltane to burn in the Yule fire? Yeah, I think it's uh, from Yule to Beltane, I think. That's the way I think it is. That would be a lot less time to hang on to something than the other way around. Because Beltane is another fire festival, so Mm -hmm. there is like a big fire that you do, and it's like a big to-do with that. So I think you take the remainder of your Yule log and use that to start the Beltane fire, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that's the way it goes, yeah. Because I was wondering about that. Actually, like, I've never done it. Like, have you ever jumped over the fire at Beltane? Hell no. I would be on fire. <laughs> I would totally be on fire. Fire follows me wherever I go. So, no, I, w- I would catch fire. I I want to, and it looks really cool. And I always think, like, maybe I'll do it when the fire dies down. But then I'm like, who the fuck am I kidding? I have such stumpy little You're legs. You're so short. You'll probably know. never make it over. No, I would just end up in the fire. <laughs> so one. we're both burning. <laughs> burning like the witches that we are. Yes, yes. <laughs> Another thing that you can do on uh, Yule, which is very popular, it was popular back east, but um, I'm surprised that our store, the Green Man, does not do or have these around um, Yule, and that's Bayberry Candles. You know what? I never even knew about the relation between Bayberry and Yule until you were talking about it. When I hear Bayberry, I just think of like money magic. Right, and that's basically what it's for, and there's a little saying that a bayberry candle burned to the socket brings luck to the home and money to the pocket. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. You know, it makes That's a good one to do, too, just because yeah, the holidays are fucking expensive. Oh, my God. Please. Ugh. They're so expensive, and it's just we live in this world where, like, you have to buy shit for people to show them that you love them. And you know what? This year, I really didn't have too much shopping to do like and I, I, I maybe I just don't love enough people because not many people got stuff for me I, I try and do like homemade stuff as often as I can and luckily I'm you know I'm relatively crafty but like I think money magic around this time is really awesome because oh, yeah. people Gosh. always overspend and you feel so pressured to do so right and you know what I you know what I do I ask my immediate family and maybe my friend what do you want because I can't see wasting money on something that person is going to look at. It's going to sit in their closet forever, and they never use it. So I'd rather get somebody things that they really want. 
I think that that's really excellent. I, I think it's as somebody that's very picky about what I want, which usually is isn't I don't think I ever really want a lot of stuff at all. Mm-hmm. And then like living with two other people, which means I have to look at tchotchkes and shit all the time that I would much rather just throw away. Right. I appreciate it when people ask me what I want instead right. of just trying to buy me dumb shit. And, you know, I have some teenage uh, grandkids and uh, they're just getting a Visa or MasterCard because I will not buy them clothes or anything because i don't know what they want you know Just i will do i will go socks fuck it. oh no hell no <laughs> they're all getting like little credit cards so they can go buy whatever they want whatever their little heart desires that's what i'm gonna do there you go i it's like it's easy it. you know yeah. it's easy yeah. it, it really is it's really easy i do like that um i'm trying to think of what some other cool yule traditions are so i mean for people that aren't familiar with yule i think i think most people are but honestly guys it's just it's which Christmas, but it came before Christmas. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. Um, I, we talked about this when we talked about Samhain during our, our first month doing this is the descent of the goddess. She falls in love with Hades or Dis or Pluto or whatever you want to call him, depending on which, you know, tradition we're talking about. And she gets pregnant. And so here comes Huel, which is the baby, which is the result of it. And the cycle of life goes on. Right. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. Yep. I have something really exciting, though, because I thought this was cool. Um, some people know this about me. I fucking love goats. I think they are the coolest <laughs> animals in the goddamn world. Their poop is like these weird little balls, which is kind yes. of bizarre. They have rectangular pupils, which allow them to see almost like 100% behind them. And they're really adorable, and they're basically like dogs with hooves. I've spent a lot of time helping with the goats and taking care of them when I was in college, and I love them. So, with that said, did you know that there's a Yule goat? No. Yes, I'm so come thrilled. On, come on. And I Googled it, and I even found like these little yard ornaments of black Yule goats, and I just really need one now. What? Are you kidding me? So, Yule goats are, like, from, like, it's a Northern European tradition and Scandinavian. And it just kind of depends on what story you hear, because there's a lot of different stories about the Yule goat. But it's an actual, like, decoration. And traditionally now, as we see it, they're little tiny Christmas tree, uh, Christmas tree ornaments. And traditionally, the Yule goat is made out of the straw or, like, corn leaves from, like, your very last harvest of the year that took place during the final harvest. You would reserve some of that straw or leaves and fashion it into a tiny little goat. Wow. And some people say that he, that the goat um, is associated with Thor because Thor had, I believe, a chariot that uh, was driven around by two goats. Really? Um, yeah, so some people think it's it's like a representation of him. Some people say it's a representation of another deity, Divac. Um, I can't say that I actually know who he is or what he, what he does. I didn't really look it up, but I do know that he is represented by a white goat. So in some of these Northern European Yule festivals, you'll see men dressed up as goats, and they come and they like harass you and demand offerings, and what they're asking for is Yule-type presents. Uh-huh. Um, but there's another one that says that the goat is like a Christmas spirit or rather Yule spirit that comes and he just ensures that all the holiday stuff is getting done. All the merrymaking, the presents, the cooking, like the decorating, like the goat makes sure that stuff gets done. Uh-huh. And Ikea actually makes this like fucking gargantuan Yule goat like decoration. I think somewhere in, where's Ikea from again? 
Sweden. Sweden. There we go. Sweden. I think it's in Sweden somewhere, but it's like this giant Yule goat. Google it, guys. If you just type in Yule goat fire, (laughs) you'll find it. It's this giant goat because they're always made out of straw. No matter how many times these, like, the fire departments and all these things try and, like, take precautions, this fucking goat catches on fire every year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But here's a fun thing, because I do see a lot of uh, goat Christmas ornaments, and now it makes sense. Wow, okay. So one thing that people would do, and this is actually kind of cute, is it's the Yule Goat prank, where you get your little Yule Goat Christmas ornament, and you go to your neighbor's house or your friend's house or whatever. You hide it in their house when they're not looking, and you have to wait till they they notice it. And if they don't notice it, I think, I'm I'm assuming on Yule, you tell them if they haven't found it yet. And so if they don't find it on their own, you have to tell them. They have to go get rid of it the same way. They have to go hide it in somebody else's house. Oh, wow. That's fun. That's kind of fun tradition. I think there's like a thing with like a Christmas pickle like that too. Yeah, I mean, right? I've seen pickle ornaments for trees. That That's a whole thing too. There's like, yeah, there's like Christmas pickles. I'd have to look that up. But I hate pickles, so I wasn't ever. You don't ever, like pickles? No, oh, I my hate God. them. They're disgusting. Maybe you haven't had the right kind of pickle. No, I've had. All, no, you know what? If you get enough alcohol in me, I fucking love Armenian pickles. They're, they're, the way that Armenian food is pickled is totally different than how we do it, which might be it. But then when I'm sober and I take a bite of Armenian pickle, it just tastes like a fucking pickle. Oh. But get a couple beers in me and it's totally different. I think that they're the shit. Oh, um, wow. But otherwise, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's pickles and goats and that's, that's what I'm contributing right now. What's up with you? Well, they all, you know, do you know that apples are sacred foods uh, associated with Yule as well? Oh really? Why? It um it it symbolizes continuing fertility of the earth. So you've heard mulled cider, apple cider, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you would kind of drink on Yule. So while watching the fire, drink your your mulled cider, and that's part of uh, the tradition. Another thing that's part of the Yule tradition is gingerbread, right? Yeah. Um, they're made of grains and and honey. And they were offered as sacrifices to the gods and, and goddesses at Yule. And did you know that they were buried with the dead to ensure the passage of their souls to the other world? Gingerbread men? Gingerbread. Now I'm just thinking of these little like gingerbread <laughs> men with yeah. like little staffs and spears like going across the river of right? sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I so, did not know that. Yeah. And of course making cookies, all different kind of cookies for Yule. Um so you make some cookies and you make them in the shapes associated with the season, such as the sun, the bells, stars, and, um, you know, there's so many different recipes out there. But cookies are definitely one of the uh, traditions of Yule as well as Christmas. I think the holidays is the only time that you see me bake. I don't bake. I haven't necessarily tried because every time I think about it, I'm like, well, who am I going to feed all these sweets to? And the answer is usually myself. So I tend to not bake. But I definitely think that this whole month, this whole season, it's like the rise of the kitchen witch. Like kitchen witches, now is your fucking time to shine. Yes, and make those good cookies and pass them around. I'm so excited because one of our friends is a kitchen witch and she is a damn good pastry chef yes and i'm just like we're actually going to be having her on the show here pretty soon and i'm just really excited because that means i get to eat really delicious snacks Mm -hmm. (laughs) sounds good sounds really good um now you know that big elf that comes on christmas you know that big elf the big elf you know you mean santa claus yeah yeah that's him (laughs) you know okay well i don't think he's an elf but yeah yeah yeah. originally he was a big elf 
I mean, look at Santa Claus. He looks like a big elf, you know? You know what? There's so many really interesting origins of Santa Claus, but continue. There's the giant elf. But in our tradition in Strega, we have the um, equal, so kind of equal to Santa or the big elf, and it's and she's called Bafana. And she is a witch that actually comes uh, around January, instead of on December 21st or 25th, she, she comes actually comes on January 5th January 5th or 6th and what she does now tell me if this does not sound familiar she will go to the houses on her broom and climb down the chimney and what she does is of course if you were good she leaves you little cakes or treats and if you're bad she puts coal there instead but Bafana being uh, maybe she's a Virgo or something I don't know but she also cleans any mess that's in the path in the house. So she also cleans your house if it has soot Which or anything. Which is even fucking cooler than getting little pieces of candy. Yes. So if anyone actually wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas, like, just come clean my house and we're good. Yeah, so that's Bafana. So we, that's where, the, if you heard me say that before about our Yule uh, Christmas giving uh, swap instead of Secret Santa, we call it Secret Bafana. Yeah, she's Secret Bafana or La Bafana. And I, I think she's really cool. She's normally seen as an old lady. Yes, as and a witch. Yes. Yes. And she, well, you know, you got to specify with witches because witches come in all ages. But she's an older <laughs> lady, you know, the typical old-looking witch on the broom. And the you usually see her, like, she looks kind of dirty. She looks like she's covered in soot, but she, yeah. it's because she's coming down chimneys all yeah, night long. That's right. That's right. And I, I actually looked into her a little bit because I wanted to know a little bit more of her lore and mm -hmm. understand where she comes from. Because as far as I've always been concerned, she's just Italian Santa. Right. Exactly. Which basically is kind of what she is. But it's just, you know, if you're Italian, like you're fucking cool and you get two Santas because you get regular <laughs> Santa and Bafana. So she actually, it seems like she has a lot of ties with Christianity or Catholicism with Jesus, which I think is really common with Strega and a lot of like folky kind of magic past because they had to correlate everything with the church. But she is associated with January 5th because of the epiphany, the eve of the epiphany feast. I don't know if it's a feast or not. Yeah, it's it a is day. a feast. It is a feast. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's like, um, I think it's when the three, they'd say the three kings meet finally meet up with uh, the baby Jesus or yeah, something Yeah, the three along. wise men. I think it's yeah. kind of like when they figured it out and they started going to like look for him or something. Yeah, there is stories that they took Bafana with with them to try to find Jesus like that. Yes. Yes. That's so. that's what I was reading about. A lot of them said that she they came to her town and they were asking where to stay and that they were looking for Jesus and everyone in the village said go stay with Bafana. She's a housekeeper so her house is the nicest and like the most cozy. And so, like, she, you know, put him up, she fed him, whatever, whatever, all the spaghetti, you know. Yeah. Um, but when they left, they're like, hey, do you want to come with us? And she's like, no, I have housework to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then she felt bad, and she ended up showing up, and she found she found Jesus, and yeah. she brought him, like, cookies and cakes and candy yeah. and stuff like that, which is how she kind of became the gift giver. But I did hear another interesting story that's a little sadder, but still very interesting, um, was that Bufana had a child of her own that she really, really loved, and the child died. Oh. And so when she heard about baby Jesus, she went and searched for him, and she finally found him, and he felt 
bad for her and she came with all these presents and he felt so bad that she had lost her child and so he was like hey listen like you're gonna be the mother to every child in italy so there you go and so that's how she does it do you know it's still celebrated to this day in italy which i think is super cool there's like a whole festival where like thousands of people come right yeah and they pick one lucky witch to be the bafana to represent bafana i think that's dress her all up in her garb yeah it's very cool very very cool the thing that I love about Bufana is I, I love cleaning. I, I really do. Weirdly enough, I love having a clean house. I'm all about it. And then instead of like, so for Santa, you leave out milk and cookies. For Bufana, you leave out wine, broccoli, and cheese. Right, right, right. Yes. Indeed. I I think I am Bufana <laughs> reincarnated. Like, I love brooms. I love cleaning. I love wine and cheese. And broccoli is pretty fucking cool, too. Yeah, yeah, it's so different than Santa or the Big Elf, which, the we big leave, elf. which we leave cookies and milk and some carrots for Rudolph, right? I've never left. I'm such an asshole. I've never left food for Rudolph. Oh, wow. Yeah. You being an animal activist, I know, I'm very you would surprised. Think. You would think. Yes. Um, just another thing about Bafana, because you say like she cleans your house. She cleans, yeah. It's because she's, she's, she's purifying your your home and your space for your new year right right exactly so last year and i don't think i talk about this much on the show i do have a burlesque show that i co-produce and we're a witchy burlesque show we're called bell book and candle and last year for our yule our our yule show monica and the coven came and put on our onstage ritual which was a bafana ritual and you had this little chant that i really loved and it was la bafana la bafana can't you see i've been naughty please purify me yes and i was thinking about that today because i kind of feel like i want to even maybe write myself a note on my calendar for january 5th to sweep my house to purify it for her and leave out some wine and broccoli and say that little chant yeah that's a good idea yeah i like it you gotta have wine and broccoli and cheese. You gotta clean your house, and you gotta get toasted and say a cool little witchy chant. Like there you I go. mean, winning. There you go. I like it. And you know what? You also at that uh, show, we gave out little bindles of either um, what Can- it, was it, it was candy, candy or these tiny candy little pieces of coal or coal. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a burlesque show, so I think we only had like two pieces of candy (laughs) for the whole entire audience. Everyone, everybody was naughty. Yep, everybody naughty motherfuckers. So speaking of the giant elf, yes, I've never heard of Santa Claus called a giant elf ever. Oh, absolutely. But there's a lot of really interesting lore behind Santa Claus that. I mean, like I'd heard it in passing, but I can't say that I really ever thought about it too much. But you know how we call we call him Chris Kringle. I don't know where that one actually comes from. I didn't think about that till just now. But we call him Chris Kringle or Saint Nick. Yeah. And Saint Nick or Saint Nicholas was an actual person. He's he's a real saint. Um, I have to look it up because he's the patron saint of a lot of things. But uh-huh. he was born in. I forget the name of the city, but it is now um, Turkey. So he's from oh. Turkey, wow. and. One of the things about him is that he's remarked by how generous he, he is and his generosity and his gift giving, which is one of the reasons why he kind of became Santa Claus and how we see him today and we have those side by side. His name day is January 6th. I'm sorry, not January, de- December 6th, which is probably why we have him so close with Christmas as well. It's already in that season. But um, he the one of his stories is that he came across this 
gentleman that had three daughters and it was a very poor family and he felt really bad because he knows that when you know girls are poor they don't have dowries no one's going to marry them and they'll probably just turn to a life of like prostitution and things like that so he actually came back one one night after another and paid for each of the girls dowries so oh, that wow. they could have a husband and have a chance at a better life wow that's and pretty cool. i think that's really cool and i think that is one of the reasons why he's considered the patron saint of um prostitutes Ah. and of children which that when you hear that story it makes a little bit more sense why um he's also called nicholas the wonder worker and he is the patron saint of sailors merchants archers repentant thieves prostitutes children brewers pawnbrokers and students in various cities and countries in europe wow so i thought that was kind of cool he has a bunch of other stories about him calming a storm at sea which is probably why he's the patron saint of sailors yeah i would think um another one where he chopped down a tree that was possessed by a demon and that he saved three innocent soldiers from an execution wow so he's got a lot of things like that and he's seen as this older man with you know blue eyes and a beard and so it all was just really close but that is the origin of santa claus in relation to saint nick okay we also have odin so santa is also related to odin which is totally not what i think when i see santa claus i think of this like jolly old fat guy that's got presents for everyone and likes cookies. Like I just don't see Odin as someone that's jolly and wants cookies. I don't think so. But apparently it's because of the wild hunt and Odin is seen leading the wild hunt on his eight-legged horse Sleipnir. And um, that's where, like, so we get Santa, like, riding through the sky with reindeer. And so when you hear the reindeer hoofs on your roof, it's actually supposed to be Sleipnir, the eight-legged horse. Oh, wow. Okay. And so that is my spiel on Santa Claus. Well, you also mentioned Saturnalia. Yes. And that's uh, celebrated definitely in Rome for sure. Um, and he is the, the god of agriculture bounty. And this celebration that they do lasts about a week. And um, feasting, debauchery, gift giving, all of the above was I done. Drinking, feasting, uh, fucking, oh, and killing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So... Um, we 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 do a, a ritual at the store for Saturnalia too, don't we? Yes, I don't know if it's always a public ritual anymore though. Oh, so yeah. I know it used to be. So Saturnalia, some people think that Saturnalia was actually the original Christmas and Yule, uh-huh. and one of the reasons is that they think that Pope Julius named Christmas to be on the twenty fifth to make it easier for the pagan converts because they're already feeling festive for Saturnalia. Right. But it was, it, it kind of was like the same when you think that we celebrate Yule for the return of the sun, which therefore you're thinking about agriculture and mine. Um, but it's just a total day of just complete chaos and fuckery. It was very common back then during the Saturnalia festivals to see people in drag, both men and women mm-hmm. in drag. Slaves were invited to have like a break and be like temporarily free during the festival of Saturnalia and actually sit equally with their their owners and enjoy in the merriment and all of that stuff i've always had a lot of fun when i've gone to saturnalia rituals because it's a giant party and everything is just totally backwards and debauchery yeah which is it's cool and it's really fun what isn't so fun and i didn't learn about this probably after my first saturnalia ritual is this king of saturnalia 
also uh, called the Lord of Misrule. Yes. So what would happen is, like, let's say that it was, like, a village coming together to celebrate this festival back in the day. They would take all of, not the young boys, but more like your eligible bachelors, and all of the boys would share in a piece of cake or pudding or some kind of sweet until one of them would find either a bean or some kind of tchotchke, kind of like a, like a king cake, so uh-huh. to speak. And whoever found the little token in their sweets was considered the Saturnalia king. And so during the week of this festival, there basically was no rules except for his rules. Oh, wow. And it was cool. And he got, you know, laid and feasted to his heart's content and everything else. And then at the end of the festival, he was sacrificed to Saturn. Oh, boy. And his blood was collected and sprinkled over the fields to bless them with fertile, fertile crops. Uh-huh. So, again, the holiday season is about feasting, fucking, and killing. And uh, some of the traditional um, plants, they're just not for decoration, you know. Like, take holly, for instance. Um, they symbolize the holly king. Uh, they represent hope. And the, repre- and the red berries represent potency. And... And because of its prickiness, it was thought to capture or ward off evil spirits that before they can enter the house. For Holly? Yeah, for Holly. I mean, it fucking works for me. Every time we go gathering for Yule and I walk past a Holly thing, I get poked and I get really angry. So I guess I'm an evil spirit. Uh-huh. Um, and what about mistletoe? We all like mistletoe, don't we? You know what? I never got to have mistletoe as a child because it's poisonous, it's poisonous which is why I think we never had it in the house because I've always grown up with dogs. Right. And, but, you know, for the animals, so, you got to be careful, yeah. right? Um, so uh, they believed it's the green leaves represented the fertility of the mother goddess and it's white berries, the seed of the forest god or oak king. So that is why you see the connection with the kiss underneath because it's the goddess and the god there. So that's where that tradition came from because it was definitely associated. And it says it was also worn as an uh, amulet for fertility or hung above the headboard because you know that there's some fucking going on there too. Yeah, because it just starts with smooching and then it ends up with babies nine months later. Yep. Everyone in the coven's getting condoms for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. So, you know, there's holly, there's a tree, there's reeds, there's candles, there's bells, there's singing. I think, yeah, ho- well, where do the bells come from? I guess they're like the sleigh, sleigh bells and stuff like that. Yeah, because they drive away demons when you okay. ring those bells. Yeah. So they were that- rung in the morning, so everyone be, uh, is, wakes up and chases away the dark days and heralds the warmer, brighter days following the solstice. I like that. Did you know that, like, speaking of bells and it driving off demons, you know, Krampus? Because you hear, I feel like there's been so much more about Krampus in the, like, more recent years, too. Yes. But he's, like, the Christmas devil. He's the anti-Santa Claus. Um, But he actually has bells that are, like, tied to him and Uh stuff like that, so you can hear him coming. But it's not like a Krampus warning. They're, like, on, like, a a rope or something, and he actually uses it and, like, fucks people up with it. Like, he picks it up and he beats it with, beats you with it. Wow. Wow. So, I feel like Krampus has become really spooky and really kind of cool. More people are getting more intrigued by him and stuff like that. So, he's basically the Christmas devil, and his, his feast day or name day is actually December 5th. Wow. Which is interesting because it's the day after St. Nicholas. Yeah. The day before St. Nicholas, which is December 6th. Uh-huh. 
And so basically, like he he looks like a like a devil, like you know he's got the goat head and then kind of like a man body, but then like a goat bottom half, um, with hooves and stuff like that and horns and he's kind of ugly. He's, he's spooky. spooky, yeah. Looking, he's, yeah. He's a spooky man. Um, and you usually see him like he's got his like little fucking flogger made out of Christmas bells, and he usually has a bunch of reeds with him, and I I believe it's traditionally in birch, and so the deal with him. Is that so? Santa Claus and Bafana and all that might give you coal if you're bad, but Krampus comes and fucking steals you and beats you with birch sticks and sticks you in his like little gift bag sack and takes you to the underworld. Wow. So, I mean, I really wish that like my parents would have used Krampus as a threat. I probably would have behaved a lot more. Now, where, what country does he, um, where is he birthed from? Is it, is it Germany? I'm, yes, because they still. I mean, there's a celebration that I, I just read about recently where all everybody dresses up like Krampus yeah. and, and walks the streets. Yeah, it's like scares yeah. the shit out of all the kids. It's so cool, and I I'm pretty sure I'm saying this wrong, but I believe it's called Krampus Snatch. Or at least that's how it's spelled. I could be totally pronouncing it wrong. Wow. Um, and did you know that Krampus, um, when you look into it as far as mythology goes, because he's not just a holiday figure, he's the son of the Norse goddess Hell, oh. which means that he is Loki's grandson. Oh, my. Right? Oh my. I think okay. that's kind of cool. It gives him a little bit more street cred. My question is, because I've never really paid too, too much attention to Krampus. Like, I kind of, yeah. like, got the gist of who he was, and I'm like, that's cool, and left it at that. But um, what does he do with the fucking kids after he, he steals them and takes them to the underworld? What, does Doesn't he eat, eat them? them? Does Doesn't he eat he them? Eat them? That's, the, that's the rumor. Oh, okay. <laughs> he eats them. See, I wasn't sure. I yeah, was not yeah. sure. Okay, I mean, I can I can get behind that. That's cool. Um, but so I was reading something that says that the the tale is, or what was told to children was that on the fifth, if you were bad, then Krampus came Ooh, and scary. he would beat you and Woo-hoo. steal you and eat you. And then the next night, Saint Nicholas would come and like give presents to all the little kids that are left. Aha, I wonder how many kids were left. Right. <laughs> The one thing that I think is interesting is that we're tying in birch sticks here in a couple different traditions yeah. because we're talking about how like Bufana would leave coal for bad kids right. in different regions of Italy. And from my understandings, um, more specifically as well, Sicily, instead of coal, you would get a stick. Oh, you would get a stick if you were bad. Oh, I'm assuming that coal must have been like too much money. And it was yeah, probably, probably just w- easier and more efficient to just kind of put sticks there. Yes. Um, and what we see tied in with both St. Nicholas and with Odin, kind of just like very circling back to Odin real quick, is that he had his eight-legged horse, Slepnir, and that was the reindeer. And what a lot of little kids would do back in the days, they would leave their boots either by the chimney in case Odin came down the chimney for them or outside their front door, and they'd fill their, their boots with food for Slepnir or for the reindeers. Oh, well, you know what? That's funny you should say that because I think Bafana has roots in that too. With shoes by the chimneys, she used to leave maybe their, their treats in their shoes, too. Okay, so shoes are a thing that seems to be a, kind of becoming a little bit more universal with the holiday stuff then. Right. Yeah, because they would come, like, the the reindeers or Slepnir, whoever would eat the food out of the shoe, or Odin and Santa and whoever, the giant elf guy, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> would take the food, and then he would replace it with candy and with gifts, and mm-hmm. the shoes is where that came from, right. which is probably where we get Christmas stockings from. Right, exactly. You know, it is an uh, old Dutch tradition to leave uh, shoes out for St. Nick. 
to fill with gifts too. So shoes, stockings, it all kind of come together with that. I did not know that. Yeah. I never knew why stockings were a thing. I was always curious like who right? came up with the giant sock thing. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's cleaner. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Doesn't smell as bad, <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a very festive day, holiday for everybody, right? Yeah. People usually like the Christmas season. It's fun, yeah. Or the Yule season. It, it's pretty. It's a, it's pretty no matter what you celebrate. I think just try and like, you you know, you can even try and just put all of that aside and just look at like the lights and stuff like that. And, you know, or go if you're if you're somewhere where it snows, like the first snow, it's just so clean and so pretty. You know, it's a really pretty season. And what about the Christmas lights that we hang outside our house? What's the purpose of those? I fucking forget, but there is one. There's a whole thing with that, too. Do you know what it is? I was to just draw looking the at sun. It. To, to, is to, that what it is? To lure the sun back, yeah. There's something else steeped in, I think, Greek mythology, though, that I read. And it's like people would use, like, torches or something. And then I, I want to say it was Hercules. I, I think I'm just making all this up now. I know. <laughs> You know, Don't I said something. No, like I was just reading about it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And I saw like the name Hercules in there thrown about. So I'm just going to say it was him. Okay. I'm probably wrong, but fuck it. Hercules is getting a nod here. He was like, hey, guys, like you probably shouldn't use fire. Like use something else or something. And that's how we ended up with Christmas lights as part of it, too. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to look this up and yeah. like we're going to. But there, there is. I read something about that and Hercules was involved. <laughs> yeah, that's really crazy. That is crazy. I know. I should have taken a screenshot of it so I had evidence because now Monica's just going <laughs> to think I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. For so sure. what is a cool Yule tradition? A lot of people listening, we have a lot of practicing witches that are fortunate enough to have a Yule to go to or have the means to kind of create their own little thing. What is something that is easily achievable for people to do that you would suggest as a Yule like oh. spell or yule witchy thing right well just by bringing greenery into the house for protection is one thing that you can do like to be honest with you i don't i'm not getting a tree this year i have a but i do bring um pine branches in which i decorate which is just as good yeah i don't have any young children in the house it's just me so you know and the roomie so um and also the mistletoe having that so you know, it's all about protection and warding off the negative spirits and stuff like that. So anything that you could do, the Yule wreath, the same thing, bringing in the goodness to the house, baking. I mean, I don't know. There's so many different Yule all, all the different things like that are Christmassy that we see, but they all are steeped in that. And you guys got to remember, again, like intention is everything so if your intention is to do one of these traditional little activities as a way of getting in touch with your magic that that's that's exactly what you're going to do i like the 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 wreath yeah just because it's something that a lot of people do and you see wreaths for all different occasions and holidays that can be used throughout the year and so it's something that can be very witchy and very unassuming yes and you know what like i we talked about for the thanksgiving uh episode about the um, cornucopia, you can actually do a Yule cornucopia. Just stuff it with pine cones and and berries and um, pine branches and cedar and whatever else that you know represents the season. And you could put that as a decoration and it looks beautiful. I love it. Oh, another thing that I think I learned from one of our coven sisters 
was you can take pieces of pine, like either pine branches or dried pine needles, and you throw it in your fireplace. Yes. Or the pine cones. Yes. 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 And it's you you burn it. I think it's supposed to be like, like the last fire of the year that you that you burn. You're supposed to make sure that there's pine in it because it's going to help ensure prosperity in your, your following year, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. And speaking of cedar, just because I thought this was funny, so I thought I would share... Um, my burlesque show that we do bell book and candle we just recently had a holiday marketplace so it's like an, a witchy arts and crafts fair that you know i'm just i'm so lucky that i know so many creative people and crafty people so it was cool because it was a place where all my friends got to come and sell their crafts and people got to come and support small business and do their holiday shopping and it was just cool you yeah, know yeah that's really cool and i had a little booth there with some of my witchcrafts things and i decided that i was going to make yuletide sponge sticks Nice. Right, and so it was Very fun. Nice. And I had some cinnamon sticks, so and there's like a beautiful cedar tree right by my house. So I went out there and I I gathered in broad daylight. I did not have to skulk around the neighbor's yard. <laughs> I was ballsing. I did it in broad fucking daylight. Good for you. And trimmed down some of the cedar and stuff like that. So I made a bunch of you know smudge sticks with them. And as I'm starting to do it, I feel like these little like scratches on my hands. And at first I thought, well, maybe like I scratched myself on one of the sticks. And then I'm like, maybe a spider bit me because I did see a couple like small spiders come out of the, the leaves and stuff. No, it just turns out I'm just totally fucking allergic to fresh cedar. Oh, that sucks. And I was itchy and burny and I looked like I had scratches on me and it went from my hands. It just my hands to my face. It wasn't on my arms or anywhere else. Just my hands Thank and God. my face. Thank God. So I left it on the table and just said okay like I, I persisted through making those fucking smudge sticks so I was not going to be put off like I made sure those got done first well now use a little rubber gloves or latex gloves next time that was the big epiphany like <laughs> I asked my roommate to clean it up and help me out so he was nice and he cleaned it and you know because he felt bad that I had like this you know allergic reaction and then I was telling my husband and he looked at me he's like you know we have rubber gloves under the sink, right? Right. It's, it's like, so true. Well, fuck you guys and your brain cells because I didn't think about it. <laughs> okay. Now, what do you think about this? This is a big joke amongst people. The holiday fruitcake. Okay. <laughs> I I've heard lot lots of shit talking with that, but you know what? The like two times that I've had fruit fruitcake, mind you, it was as a child, so my opinions might change now. But you know what? It was damn good. I don't know why people make fun of it. It was yummy. I know. I had, I mean, there are some Yule cakes, I mean, that are not very good. But I, the one that I had um, uh, many years ago was so delicious. Really, really good. I don't know why people don't like them or make fun of them. Maybe they just never had a good one. Maybe that's why. Well, apparently, and I remember seeing, and this could just be another weird thing that I'm <laughs> that I'm making up like Hercules and fucking Christmas lights you never know but um I swear I saw a documentary on like the how you make them and stuff one time and I guess they're better when they're aged ah we're kind of like wine is better with age but that kind of freaks me out the idea of like letting a cake get like fucking old before you eat it yeah but the fruits that usually are in um uh, a fruit cake are usually candied fruits or yeah so they're like dried already yeah, yeah yeah but what about the rest of the cake like the flour and like it's, it's, just it's like, mostly is it kind of like here's a rotten cupcake with a fuck ton of dried fruit <laughs> okay. i mean i guess when you put I it that know. way i kind of see why people make fun of fruit cake don't let us turn you off from it like don't let me because i'm the one talking all this shit right now try it it's yummy guys yeah i had some really good ones in my day 
I do have um, a recipe for some um, spiked cider, though. Ooh, yes, awesome. please share. So you get a, a gallon of apple cider to start, and then you put two cups of cranberry juice, a half a cup of honey, half a cup of sugar, two oranges, whole cloves, one apple peeled and diced, allspice, ginger, nutmeg, three cinnamon sticks, and one half to one cup of brandy. That and put it in the crock really pot good. on low setting and put everything in there and let it just boil down to this beautiful drink that you're going to have for the day. I think that you need to screenshot that and send that to me because that's totally going to be... Does good? Yeah. I think we're going to have that for our coven's Yule. Yeah. How much How much cloves would you put there? Because well, cloves are know, strong. Not, yeah, cloves, I would just say... just I would just take, take a pinch, like a pinch of them, you know? Just so like they're maybe like really they're whole cloves, so like maybe like... Three to five, Yeah, maybe? they're not giving the exact amount of allspice, ginger, or nutmeg, so I'm guessing a dash, a dash, a dash okay. of each, something like that. Yeah. I like that. That sounds really good. Yeah, it sounds I really like good. That. Nice and warm on, on that crock pot, and ooh, after you go gathering and it's a little nippy out, you come back and you drink that. Ooh, that's I like good. that. Yeah. You know, I, I bet, like, if you made, well, probably in a crock pot, too, but if you made that on your stove, it smells. The smell, so man. Yeah. Yes. Fill I think the that'd house be amazing. That. Yeah. That's another thing about having a, a fresh tree in the house that smell, that beautiful smell of pine that fills the air. It's really, really good. Yeah. That I, is one thing that, that I think is, is like the bummer about having. A fake tree is you you don't get that right and so that part's kind of a bummer but, but if you have cats they will climb the tree and knock it down <laughs> you know what don't tell my cats that because they haven't fucking figured that out yet and well, i was a little be, worried about when's it when's the last time you had a real christmas tree in your house though? i think we've i think we've had a, a real christmas tree while we've had the boys i think at least like once or twice maybe three years ago okay I haven't, I feel like I'm jinxing it right now by saying something, but you know what? I, I didn't see it being an issue like wow. last time. And they haven't looked at it this time. I was kind of expecting yeah. some kind of issue, but I didn't really have any. They haven't noticed it. I think they're too busy being little murder machines outside. My cats are indoor, outdoor. I tried to make them just spoiled fat house cats, but they broke my window and created their own cat door. So they oh, had wow. their own opinions. Um, so they regularly bring in all sorts of weird dead things for me. Yes. They yes. also bring in food from the neighbor's house. Oh my. Yes. They've brought me burritos and McDonald's. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they've, they've done all sorts of weird shit like that. I, I'm assuming my neighbors haven't caught in it yet because I haven't gotten any angry messages about my, it. My kitties used to drink the water that was in the bottom of the, of that pan that you put the tree in. Yep. Used to love that water. Yep. And I kind of like gave up like chasing them away because it never really affected them. It never hurt them. So I guess it was okay. Uh, you know what? I would think so. You know, my little, my dogs used to do that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, weird. Um, my little one that I've got right now, Mesmer, my little Cyclops puppy. She's like my, my hairless girl. She's got one eye. She's a little chihuahua. Um, this is my second Christmas having her. I adopted her last year. And so last last year we didn't have a Christmas tree. This year she doesn't, she doesn't really give a shit. She doesn't give a shit about most things. She just wants to take naps. That's all she does. But one of my friends, like, every time I see him, he gives me a goodie bag of stuff. Aww. And so he gave me my goodie bag. I saw him the other day, and I was going through my haul. And he gave me a couple sticks of Palo Santo. And the one time this dog has an interest in being a dog and doing dog things, she's like, ooh, a stick. Oh, wow. And she was, chew I came in, and she was just going to town chewing on the Palo Santo. And 
I thought it was really cute, but then I was like, I don't know. This is going to get you sick, yeah, so I have to yeah. take it away from you. And she was so hurt. Yes, I bet. And then I tried to give her a toy, which oh, she no. has no use for. I tried to give her a different stick. She had no use for that either. But but I she gave herself an exorcism. There you go. You know, she was just getting rid of just all that nasty chihuahua attitude that there she's got go. going on. One more thing that I like to bring up that I, I as a tradition in my family and in for the coven is homemade eggnog. Remember that? Can we say, I have to say this right now, and I need to contact her. So, guys, no. Monica has the best eggnog recipe yep. ever. Fucking ever, right? And anytime you ask her what the recipe is, she's like, I can't tell you. I was sworn to secrecy. My Cuban witch friend gave it to me. She'll kill me. Yes. So then finally I got to meet your Cuban witch friend. Yes. Right? She's super cool. And I mentioned that. I'm like, oh, my God, are you the one with the eggnog recipe? And... We were driving. We are taking our field trip. We took a road trip to Salem with her. Monica's in the front seat. She's like, yep, yep, and you can't. Like, I can't tell anyone. She'll kill me. And she leaned over and looked at me, and she whispered. She's like, I'll give it to you. Uh-huh. And I haven't gotten it yet. All right. But I'm going to send her a message because I, I want it's that It's so shit. good. Isn't it the best? It's really good. And honestly, I just want it because it's a power trip because <sighs> Hovick wanted it. No. Everyone I know wants it. So I want to be able to say, I have it, and I can't give it to you. You and can't fuck have you. it. That's right. Strike a secret. That's right. That's right. So I will be making some for our yule celebration yes i am i am very pleased with that sorry guys can't share i will be cursed by the cuban witch so mm-hmm. there you go i can put up a video or a picture of us drinking it okay, and if you guys watch it and just focus your energy on that video maybe you can psychically taste it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's about as close as you're gonna get Yes, for sure. Yes, yeah, so I think that's cool. And then just like the one other thing is you talked about some like like the Christmas herbs and some are like more of like really aromatic ones like pine or cedar right. and stuff like that. You can boil those yes. with some cinnamon sticks and some oranges, right. you know. And, and it makes the house smell divine. Lovely. And like cranberries. I've seen people oh, throw yeah. whole cranberries in there. So you can use that. Think of it like a Christmas smudge just without the burning. Like right. you're just like, you know, you're, thro- you're, you're being a kitchen witch. So therefore your pots are your cauldrons. So that's your kitchen witch smudge yes i very, love it very good yeah it's so good it smells so divine i love the way that smells that's for sure yep yep you know okay after talking to you like at the beginning of this episode i wasn't feeling very like in the spirit of this Aren't season in the spirit now? I'm, I'm getting more in the spirit now Absolutely. now i'm feeling I am it too because i'm thinking about all the good things we're going to be doing and celebrating and eating and drinking i mean you talked about eggnog so like Ooh. sign me up i'm there i'm yeah, there right. i haven't and usually by this time to be honest with you i've made a batch or two but i'm a little late this year but next week i'll be making you it. can make two batches as like you know it's like payment like interest because you're late like a late fee two <laughs> batches that you can just bring to you to it's, it's yeah, fine it's yeah. fine yeah i will be bringing that along that's for sure i just love that you didn't know you couldn't remember who santa was you're like the giant elf <laughs> well i knew it but i mean i call him the giant elf because yeah. Well, you said that the first thing I thought of was Will Ferrell in that movie, Elf. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. I'm going to start referring to Santa as the giant elf. I think yeah. that is amazing. He is yeah. also the patron saint of prostitutes. Because you know what? He was a fucking forward-thinking guy. Thank you, Santa Claus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good old Santa Claus. Yes. So I don't think I have too much else to share. I mean, I bet I could go on and on with, like, weird things. But, again, yeah, guys, just remember yeah. the tradition of the holidays is eggnog drinking feasting fucking and killing there you go all right <laughs> yes there you go who who's your shout out for today monica i think i'm gonna shout out to the my cuban witch friend how about that for that eggnog recipe 
Thank you, Queer. Love you. Hope you have a great holiday. I love that. That's awesome. My shout that's a good shout out. Yes. That is a good shout out. My shout out is to two of my friends, uh, Johnny and Brandon. Okay. I love them dearly, and they are the world's cutest fucking couple. Okay. And Brandon is super duper witchy. All right. And so, and I love it because I love talking to him because he knows his shit, you know. So it's really great talking to him, and it's always fun. Like I feel like he always learns stuff from like he listens to the podcast, and so he like he yes. always learns stuff from when I ta- when we're talking. But I always learn stuff from him too. Yep. And then there's Johnny, his boyfriend, who I love, and he is my spooky ghost friend. And so we're just spooky. We have taxidermy dates. Like we're just we're just fucking weird together. And it just through random conversation, I was t- they have a haunted collection of different dolls and different things, and wow. they they actively seek it out. And all of the spirits are really happy. Yeah, like it's yeah. really cool. They're very all very pleased and happy to be where they are. And so I told them that they're good ghost daddies. So you know how you hear like the term baby daddy and baby mama. Yeah. I've decided that they're my ghost daddies. Okay. Yeah. Like so it. shout out to my ghost daddies. I love you guys. Yeah, and we want to wish everyone out there a wonderful winter solstice and Yule season. Absolutely. I hope you guys have a merry, bright, warm, eggnog-filled holiday season. Absolutely. And I think we're going to be back next week, and we're going to actually talk more about kitchen witchery, which I I don't know the date, but I'm hoping maybe it'll be before Yule or before Christmas so that people can maybe, like, find one of the recipes or something and and make them. Absolutely. Sounds good. You just don't want me to make cookies because they're not actual, like, cookies. They're, like, cookie puddles. Yeah, well, uh, then I don't think you should be making No, I can okay. cook. I can't bake. So I'll sk- unless if anyone wants cookie puddles, <laughs> you just, you got to just melt the butter. You don't soften it. You melt it, you'll get cookie puddles. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. And yes. until then, merry, merry meet, meet, merry part, and merry meet, meet again. again.